What's up, beautiful people, to another episode of the Pursuit of Destiny podcast. It's me, Ricky Jones Jr., and we also have a guest today. But before I introduce them, all that good stuff, for those that are new to the podcast, this podcast is here to help you to live your best life and give you the keys and the tools and even some tricks on how to do so from your personal life to your spiritual growth to marriage to business or whatever components will help you to live life well we are here and we do some interviews right we interview people so their life can help you to live your best life and out of interviewing people and hearing their lives you're able to get the keys to overcome the things that you may be dealing with or to see another perspective to what you may come up against so that the things that come your way do not overcome you but you're able to overcome them so my brother my friend jt jay tovin javon mr thompson daddy brother friend the man with oh so many names also dj red tober okay a producer, a man of many talents, a man with many abilities. Um, we're here with him today. So first off, how you doing today, great man? I am doing phenomenal. Thank you for having me on. It's of course. uh, you know, been here before, but this is this is uh new. This That's is it. New. That's <laughs> it. Yep, you're right. I had you on for the Father's Day uh special, right? Being that you are a father of four. And uh, uh, now we get to hear about your story, right? And be able to learn from that. And I even have notes, right? I, I said to myself, <laughs> self, um, I want you to prepare. And so I have even a outline of how I want this to flow and go. So we're going to hit these points. But more than anything, we'll let your light shine through the life that you've lived. And it's going to help others, right? Yeah. And so the first question that I want to ask you is, who will your story help? So my story, and uh, I feel like this is just continuing to evolve into what yeah. God is really just doing in my life. But I would say my story is for those that are walking down some, I would say, not just unfamiliar territory, but not normal territory. Like mm. uh, I was speaking to um, a young man yesterday who's 18 He's trying to figure out life and all that. And I, I told him, I was like, bro, my my life started <laughs> at like 20 when I had had my first kid. And so like I I I started shifting um how I had to even grow up as a man mm. quicker. Um, but it, it's for it's for those individuals that feel like they are walking down, quote unquote, what's not the status quo of life today, where we were trying to train to. Hey, after school, you got to go to college. Then you go into work field. Then you get married. Then you have kids. It's mm -hmm. the non-traditional life. And mm -hmm. it's how God shows up in untraditional ways. Mm -hmm. And so that would wow. that would be where my where my story kind of will, will I would say propel from. Mm, a non-traditional life being propelled and helped from a traditional god is that what you said you know what that's what i was trying to say <laughs> <laughs> that, that that puts it that puts it in more perspective you know because god's never changing he's going to help throughout anybody's situation mm -hmm. and uh sometimes we look at i i encounter a lot of people that may not go the route that they were thinking or even how yeah. their peers or family laid out for them in their eyes they they feel 
not as much, you know, not as worthy. Um, but it's like, no, God is still the same God. He can still mm. going to be able to move and do things in your life, yeah. even though your path is different. Mm. And um, I, I love Ephesians 2, 2.10. Okay. Amplified that really talks about paths, like, you know, God predestined paths for us. And so we can't be so singular in our minds of like, this is the only way. God's like, no, I got multiple paths for you to get to your destination and reach your purpose. Mm, no, that's good. That's good. I'm over here taking notes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's even <laughs> another level at which I'm like, man, let me, let me let this be impactful, not only for me, but for those that are listening. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm writing these notes and I can share these notes too. But even hearing what you're saying, knowing that you grew up in the church, right? You have mm -hmm. a strong background of belief. And even as you've spoken already, you talk about the belief that you have, the God that you serve. What was it like growing up in the church? How old were you when you started or realized that you were growing up in the church? And like, what were the different things that you've done while growing up in the church? So <laughs> that is that is crazy. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember being here at um, Revealing Truth Ministries mm. down in Tampa, Florida. Uh, <laughs> shout out, shout out. Yes, uh, indeed. <laughs> um i remember it being three i like my earliest memory is like three years old being wow. at the church nice. and of course seeing the church transform transform in so many ways over the last year that's well, i'm mm. 30 now so that's 27 years of mm. seeing the church transform and just mm. continue to empower um i think growing up in the church for me really taught me two things um one mm. having a foundation that's not in yourself mm. um not trying to be so self-sufficient which i can definitely get to at a later point mm. but um having a foundation and having trust in god knowing who god is um and then two it, it taught me servanthood um, nice learning how to serve others mm -hmm. um and always being there and that's that's kind of what my parents wish uh plug y'all need to go back and listen to the other other podcast but when i talk about my dad a lot um my dad and my mom they were both my dad was a technician yeah uh now i'm now i'm the technical director for the ministry how like, about that <laughs> so many, Full so circle. Many in the same church right. they in just the same did, church did tech. Yeah, yeah 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 and then um and then my mom was in the was in the choir which mm. i'm a part of the music that's happening in that aspect so uh, I feel like it's just a real full circle, but just seeing their lives put on display in terms of their servanthood, being at the church where, while I know, even with my sisters, like, uh, we can see being at the church a lot, because we was there a lot as, like, <laughs> such a hindrance, and it's like, no, nah, it was, when you look back and just reflect, you're like, no, this was a blessing, like, yeah. yes, I didn't do everything that, like, a typical kid, like, I didn't do all the sports, I did some sports, but I didn't do all the sports because I was so involved in the mm. church. Mm -hmm. But it was it was there where I I was able to uh, create long term relationships, mm -hmm. like long term, like one of mm -hmm. my best friends, uh, a few of my best friends to this day, um, dating back to three years old, my my uh, friend Trey, like that I met him at the church. I have mm -hmm. another good friend Ben uh, Benjamin Smith. We yeah. met right at the church, which his dad is now the the pastor over our Wesley Chapel campus, mm -hmm. and so. And, and that's somebody that I also see as another father. And so you're able to build a community that can you can lean on. And yeah. I know a lot of people might have like church hurt from from that community. Okay. Uh, but that's I was good. blessed enough 
to be in a community that truly cared about you and mm. not your actions. Mm. I think that's important. People have to mm -hmm. see people for the for who they are and not the actions that they do because that's nice. how God sees us, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it, it it was a blessing. Some of the things that I did uh, growing up, we was in the youth choir, mm. uh, and so. It, it was it was it was a full circle moment because a couple of weeks weekends ago we had the youth choir uh minister and mm -hmm. it was like man I remember being right there on the stage hello right uh, my, my mom called me afterwards she was like yo I like I was crying because like it just brought tears to her eyes from when she wow. was doing it at that time um and so being in the youth choir being in several different musical groups because at the time mm -hmm. I rapped um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what so, was your rap name? Hold on, you can't just glaze over that. What was your rap name back then? Everybody had a rap name. So what's crazy is I still go by it. It's, it was JT. Like it started oh. off as Young JT because you know everybody had a young something. Had to or uh, little, <laughs> little or young or little. So I was like, <laughs> I don't like little JT. So I like Young JT. So, so I did the whole Young. Uh, shout okay. out to GZ because that was my that was my dog back then. <laughs> you. Uh <-huh. laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so it. I, I had the ad libs and everything. <laughs> you had to have the ad libs. Jeezy was known for him. Jeezy and Gucci. But yeah. you know, that, we talk about Young JT right now. Young JT. But, yeah, Young JT was the was the rap name. And then mm. you know, I just cut it to straight JT, and that's kind of okay. how I, I, I had rocked in. And that's where I get really my my nickname right now. Uh, uh, that most people call me JT is from mm -hmm. when I was rapping. Wow. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, doing that and then now like being in, like uh being a part of the youth ministry mm -hmm. um during high school, I think that was a vital moment as you go through life. Even though I ain't gonna say I wasn't wilding still, I was still mm -hmm, wilding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, truth be told, <laughs> truth be told, right? Um, but being a part of such a collective ministry where we had, mm. um, I feel. As I as I look at other people's lives in terms of their journey through church, mm -hmm. I really found value in the way that our church really brought value to our youth and mm -hmm. made sure that each space as you grow had something for you. And so from back when I was a elementary school where we had a whole zone, like that wasn't mm -hmm. heard of. Mm -hmm. it, it was so much value placed in it. And it's like, okay. As you look back in your life, it's like, man, okay, so God was really saying that we're valuable. Even at this stage, like, there's mm. so much value. There, That's about, I'm pretty sure, at least almost uh, 100 grand, 200 grand, just Easy. poured out yep. into that one area. And mm -hmm. it's like, as a kid, you don't know that. But as you look back, as an adult, it's like, okay, they made emphasis of we're valued. We mm -hmm. care about you. We care about your life. And then the lessons that would be been taught during mm -hmm. that stage. And it's like, I keep up with even the same teachers that were there. Every time I see them, I speak wow. to them. And, and it's just knowing that you have a family outside of your immediate family. Mm -hmm. And that church home family was, was everything. Mm -hmm. And I, I value that to this day, even as my close friends, most of my yeah. close friends are from church. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it's, it's been more of a, bonding of relationships and I, I think that's so important why mm -hmm. there's so much backlash against church community mm -hmm. that there are positive church communities that Very are true. that are here yeah right? like let's let's not just 
talk about the bad ones. Let's talk about the good ones and the mm-hmm. ones that are really truly here mm-hmm. to foster you as a person and then to help you foster your relationship with God. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, um, it, it's been a, it's been a fun experience. Uh, yeah. High school was fun in terms of I met uh somebody that uh you guys probably hope I hope you get him on at some point. Pastor okay. T, uh, uh, Pastor yes. Trevor is one of the most phenomenal guys that I have encountered in my 30 years of living. Nice. Um, He literally takes each person Mm. as them Mm. and he will invest in you. That's true. If, If you want him to invest in you, he will invest in you. And it, and his ministry is showing now where he is going from just not only a youth group, now he's mm-hmm. at high schools, mm-hmm. colleges across mm-hmm. the country, mm-hmm. doing what he does, which is spreading the spreading the word of yep. God and showing love. And yep. for the ones that don't know, I mean, it's white at a probably <laughs> black church. <laughs> Correct. And you wouldn't know. You you, you wouldn't, wouldn't know. even once you, you start talking, know. it doesn't even matter. You don't it even doesn't see even that. matter. You don't like see it. it. It, it was it was so cool to see that transition because I was able to see the transition from youth leaders, mm-hmm. uh, which shouts out to Miss DJ, uh, Pastor mm-hmm. Adrian. Mm-hmm. Um, like they were there and I was I was close with them. So like the transition was I, I didn't know how it was going to be, if it was going to be ah. awkward, if I was not going to like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor T had brought in the whole staff and was like, all right, let's see what, what, what this is. You're trying to fill us out. And I'm mm-hmm. looking, I'm looking around the room like, they got some. They got some, some Negroes in here. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know how they gonna do this, but it's some Negroes in here. Okay, uh, that be that. They be about reckless. that life. They, they about that life. They about that life. So how you mm-hmm. gonna? But he was able to still captivate everyone, no matter wow. what their their journey was. And I was like, yep. okay. So this is somebody that I would like to model out there, like being mm-hmm. able to captivate anybody from any any journey. Mm. And who's hold on now? Hold on, hold on. So don't don't go too far because now you about to talk. You talking into a point we're gonna get to, which is oh, hearing a calling and walking in your calling. So hold on, okay. Well, you get there, right? But I do want to highlight a part that you said. Two things where you talked about the zone, and for those that don't know, I want you to like visualize McDonald's play place prior to COVID nineteen, like McDonald's or. Chick-fil-A or Burger King's play place like the zone was similar to that inside of a church like wait what where they do that at even when I came to Rebellion Truth Ministries the first time and I saw the zone I'm thinking wait y'all have a whole play area a play place with the balls and all of that stuff for the kids and they were like yeah as if every church had it no no this is the first church I've ever seen have right. a space for youth like that. So shouts out to Revelation Ministry for that. But then even to what I heard out of what you said growing up in the church is that it was beneficial and impactful for you to grow up in a church that had children in mind, that cared about the youth, cared about yeah. the future, had legacy in mind. And so even for those that are listening that may not find themselves in Tampa, Florida, wherever they are, if they're a parent, right? or they're an adult and maybe they had church hurt. Okay, it could have been 
a number of reasons why. However, what you should do or could do as a parent is to have your children in an environment where kids are cared about, where the youth are cared about, where the youth are poured into, and the same amount of investment that's with the adults should also be invested into the children. And you can expect a fruit or a harvest of your children, such as yourself, right? And you talked about how your parents were serving and doing things, and now you're doing those things. Well, I think it all has to do with the environment that you're in, the community that you have, the relationships that you forge, such as the long-term relationships that you share. And it's cool because it goes into my next point, which is about the group associations that you have, right? And so, you know, you talked about the binge, you talked about your other friend, I think his name was Trey. You said Trey, yep. mm-hmm. Trey, right? And so I also know you're part of other groups as well that probably came from the church. I'm thinking about Lost Boys, right? But like, <laughs> what were the benefits, if you will, were of the groups that you found yourself in through the life that you've lived so far? Yeah, so I was man, it's crazy. Like music just obviously penetrates me from because producer, all, all of it. There but, you. uh, at the, at the church, uh, our current senior pastor, mm-hmm. uh, pastor Brian, um, Ooh. he, he founded, <laughs> uh, a music label, uh, sound right. And so mm. as a kid, I was always just chasing after that, like chasing after them, uh, trying to be under them, trying to soak up as much as I can. Uh, and I was able to find like a, a pastor Gamage, um, Terrence Gamage, which you know is phenomenal, phenomenal guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I worship pastor now, which is Pastor Barry. Uh, mm-hmm. she was part of that group. Um, being able to just get get in that area, yeah. Uh, also helped me. You know, a few years later down the line. They brought in a Sean and a Jock yeah. as producers. Baker's um, men. Baker's men. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody had a name. You know Everybody had a name. Everybody, Everybody had a name. Yep, yep. Sean with the braids. That's that's what I remember. Mm, throwback. Sean with the braids. Uh, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so as a when they brought them in, I was in uh, I believe in high school at that point, mm. and so I'm up here at the church because my mom was working. Uh, in our academy so I'm up here at the church I'm with with Sean just listening to his session listening to producers not thinking that I was going to be a producer down the line <laughs> like not at all mm-hmm. I went with Sean to try to work on an album and mm-hmm. then years later down the line I'm I'm over here producing with him now um wow which is, which is a crazy but it was it's just circle. that association where mm-hmm. I, I I got with Sean and Jock uh really started getting into the studio from there me, Daniel, and David started getting close because we all started to get into the studio together. Um, but even then, fast forward before that, uh, Sean and Jock was working on an album with three three uh, artists from, from Georgia. They were called mm. MOT. Mm. Uh, which <laughs> Wow. Uh, which which made up of L9, <laughs> Bazzy Rocket. In L.A. Mm. There's only one that still keeps their name to this day, which is L.A. Hello. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, one goes, Spazzy Rock now goes by Xavier Omar. And okay. then L9 goes by Freeman. There it and is. And so me and Freeman started to get really close. And now we mm. have a whole label together, Forever yeah. Free. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's it's just crazy how you you go from one dynamic 
and then it goes to the nets, mm. to the nets, where it, it's just it's literally a pinball of just uh, relationship and community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know if Pastor Brian would have never found it sound right. Mm. Would I have Forever Free right now? Like I, I, mm. I don't know. Like I, I have to credit that because mm-hmm. they were able to bring in some. They were able to bring in Mark, and and uh, it, uh the whole crew mm-hmm. during that sound right era, and then now I'm able to produce. Uh, we have clothing. Like yeah. we, we able to do life together. Yeah. Um. That's just one. That's one one mm-hmm. area where I was able to flourish, right? Mm. Uh, being a part of our youth drama team, like there's so many relationships that came out of there, where mm. I have close relationships with a lot of the ladies that are ministry on our dance team. Mm. Uh, we had such a close group, um, and that we're able to speak life and realness with each other, mm. uh, even with it being the opposite sex. Because I feel like a lot of people stray away from having opposite sets friends relationship yeah 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 relationships yeah where because they feel like it's always gonna go to a whole nother level yeah which yep. you know I, life was life and some mm. some of them did <laughs> but <laughs> truth, it's not be told. All, truth be told some of them did yeah. uh but i can't say we all still remain friends to this day nice um and even with spouses and all it's just mm-hmm. bringing them into the community Mm-hmm. Uh, that we that we built um and so being able to go from different areas uh man it, it's so many different groups that i <laughs> that i went through because uh, mm. even as a artist i was in uh a group during our middle school years uh called uh frontline frontline new generation mm. like this this was man yeah Okay. Right. Okay. Like we we used to to do acts with the youth choir, but we Mm. did have our own situation. (laughs) Uh, And one of my one of my brothers, AJ, man, he's doing so well for himself. He has his own clothing line Mm. right now. That's that's doing phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just being able to see each other's lives grow and. Uh, Desiree, she was part. Desiree Williams, she was a part. Oh, wow. of it. You know Desiree Ricky, so yep. um, she was a part of it, and we're just able to really still invest in each other's lives. Maybe mm-hmm. we may not be as close, mm-hmm. but those relationships still built to where we are now. No, and that's I, good. I can I can say if it wasn't for those relationships, you know, we we won't we don't know how to treat relationships now. Like mm. you foster new relationships if you don't take care of your your current relationships or previous yeah. relationships yeah how are you fostering your new relationships yeah like i think it's a, it's a journey of understanding how relationships work mm. and it's not a you got to talk to them every day but mm-hmm. it's still being able to connect even when there's time in in between yeah so, yeah I, no, I, love I love that, that. <laughs> i love that and so even with that how do you feel like the relationships that you've had affected the behavior that you've lived and so I feel that you are, I know it's, it sounds cliche, but you are a product mm. of your environment. Mm-hmm. Um, at the at the time, I mean, we all were going through life, definitely with the ones that were growing up with. We were all growing up at the same time. Uh, but the most important thing is we were growing up at the same time within the church, in a church that not only put emphasis on the youth, but mm-hmm. started to develop outlets for the youth. 
which nice. in my high school high school years, that's when the marching band started. We mm. never go to ministries. We have our Marty Marching Lions part of our true. American legacy. Yeah. Uh, and so spoken <laughs> like a true alumni. I heard that. <laughs> and so like um you 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 develop different outlets. And so even through while you're going to high school, because high school is wild times, everybody knows you go through a lot of different things. Peer pressure is real. Let nobody mm. tell you different. Peer pressure mm-hmm. is real. Uh, the folks that are at your high school don't always have the best intentions for you, even if you may have good a good heart. Um, True. It, it, so during that time, the ministry, being having friends within the ministry allowed me to stay grounded. Because I understood what true friendship was already. Mm-hmm. I understood how to react based upon what I'm being taught in and mm. our youth uh, programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it allowed me to really discover who I am mm. in a safe space. Because mm-hmm. I always had my family at RTM that's going to have my back no matter what. And so um, even though there are several of us that have like gone out, done some wild stories. <laughs> okay. It happens to us all. It happens to us all. We uh-huh. have some wild stories and you know, it's just us feeding off of each other. But at the end of the day, what we have cultivated was a relationship and a friendship mm. that was still centered to God. Even okay. if our, even if we may drifted away and was doing some, crazy stuff there's going to be somebody in the group that's going to tell us hey we need to shift our focus get back focus and mm. i think that's important is to be able to have a group where it's, it may not be everybody at the same time mm-hmm. uh being able to recognize it but at least somebody and it, and it may change in seasons, mm. in different mm-hmm. seasons it's going to be a different person that's going to be able to say hey let's shift our focus back to why we actually are friends like mm. the, the reason we're friends because we have this central belief in a god that can do everything all things unfailing mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and then from there we were able to find other like like likings uh yeah. other similarities yeah and and be able to build from there and mm. so i think that's super uh important is when you uh surround yourself with like-minded people no matter where you are on your journey, they're going to always be able to tell you, hey, man, you might want to tether back to mm. the root. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nah, that's good. That's good. And so, you know, in the vein of talking about relationships, you know I had to hit yeah. this point. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, yes, JT is 30 years old now. However, JT, in his 30 years of living, he was a married <laughs> man, right? Yes. And amongst being married, he was separated and now is divorced from his wife. And so walk me down that journey, right? In a sense where your parents are still together for how many years have your parents been married? Oh man, I shouldn't know this because their anniversary mm. was just last month. Oh man, I want to mm. say, I want to say it's 27. I want to say it's 27, 27 years. years. Beautiful, beautiful. So shouts out to the kids. I feel like kids, <laughs> you should know how long your parents been married. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. that's a testament. <laughs> Uh, knowing that that's not always the case. And so your parents been married for 27 some odd years. You grew up in a church where uh, marriage was not only promoted, but it was displayed. Our yep. pastors uh, were married, right? Pastor Poe and Pastor Deborah were married before he transitioned for 
some 30 plus years, if not 40, but yeah, some 30 plus years. And now our current pastors have been married now 13 years. So yes. it's shown before us. And so, you know, you did what you saw to be true. And, you know, your situation didn't work out the way you thought it would, right? But mm-hmm. first of all, how old were you when you were married? Let's start there. I got married at 20. 20 years married old. at 20 wow at 20. 10 years ago today you were yep. saying i do yeah wow. and so where'd you meet her? let's talk about that. crazy it's almost it almost <laughs> uh about another month so but um uh i met met her at the church <laughs> wow yep. was she a part yep. of one of the groups or she wasn't a part of the group uh we we met through um kind of a friend of the family okay. um some some of the individuals that I mm-hmm. that I know from the marching band. Nice. Um, and so we met we met there. Uh yeah. it was crazy. We met at <laughs> I hope Delani watches this because <laughs> <laughs> I sent her this at, clip. <laughs> it was it was at her um I don't know if it so her a couple of the our, of our friend groups have birthdays like right in the row, like okay back to back dates. Mm-hmm. And so I can't remember exactly whose birthday party it was, or if mm-hmm. it was just a combination of everybody's birthday party. Uh, but we met, we met there. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where we actually like really actually talked. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was doing the, the, the Rico Suave thing. And I was like, hey, okay, I work at Bush Gardens. Like, you want to go to Bush Gardens? <laughs> ah, huh, that was the pickup line? That was the it? That was it, man. That was it. Wow. I mean, it was more, more conversation, but it was like, hey, okay. we should hang out. I can't. You ever been to Bush Gardens? Because she wasn't from here. She wasn't from Tampa. Uh, okay. So she. So it was really was it was really something that she would want to do. Right. Because you've never, never been to Bush Gardens. I'm like, I'm I with can you. get a free ticket. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm, I'm looking like I'm a baller, but I'm not really. I, what? It was I'm free. Not, it was free. It was free, but I'm looking like it. That's it. <laughs> That's you know. Um, and so then we went to Bush Gardens. Then, uh, you know, fast forward. Then, um, which I I feel like this is a vital, important part of the story, uh, so that everybody can understand everybody's you know journeys are different. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, we did. We found out that she was pregnant. Mm. Uh, with my with my son. And mm-hmm. and from there, at that moment, uh, even before then, which a lot of people may not agree with it, but in my mind, I was all like, "Nah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry you, regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna marry mm-hmm. you regardless." And then we found out. I was like, "All right, well, I guess to speed up the timeline." In my mind, like, this just speeds up the timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> of course, you you tell your parents that they were like, "Ah, we don't even know her." You're like, you you barely even the, uh... your introduction was. Yeah, she got it. She got a little. She got a little. A little somebody in there, like. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, you know, they still. Uh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So, <laughs> if I heard you correctly, your introduction to your parents of her was that, "Hey, she's pregnant." Yes, that was their first introduction of her. Yep. 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 You know, wow, just to even like soak on that thought, how impactful that probably was for your parents, right? Like right. not yeah. even knowing that you're dating, not even having an understanding of who she is, but mm-hmm. hey, parents, not only am I with somebody that I'm okay yep. with spending my life with, but she's carrying life within her. Right. Wow. Cause at this time I wasn't, I wasn't living at the house. And mm. so, 
it, it was it was just it was me um, wow. but so you know even I, before <laughs> that part how was that with your parents like did it did it hurt your parents relationships with you or was it how uh, was that? I, I definitely can say my parents were hurt they were okay. definitely hurt um yeah. definitely were having further conversations after yeah. the fact yeah. um understanding that you know it definitely did hurt them that mm-hmm. not only i want i wasn't conversating about who i was who i was with mm-hmm. um now I'm kind of forcing this person in their lives mm. uh in 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 a way uh, mm-hmm. i won't say forced but it, it kind of was because i i was still what i was 19 when i found out um mm. uh, no yeah i was 19 when i found mm-hmm. out turned 20 when he was actually here but gotcha. um and so in the in a sense i was i was still a kid even though i was correct being self-sufficient and i was correct i was doing my own mm. Uh, they weren't paying my bills or anything like mm-hmm. that. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, now that we have a whole child that's about mm-hmm. to come, there was going to be a lot more help that mm-hmm. I was going to need from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like, uh-oh. That's probably on us. Oh, there you were saying, okay. <laughs> okay, boom. You were talking about needing help from them. Okay, so yeah. Oh, there it goes. Boom! It's it look like it's me. Okay. Oh, no. Yep, I got you. Okay. You're talking All about right. uh, you're right. doing your thing, but then help from them. Yes, and so uh, man. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to hate on us now. <laughs> don't hate on us Ooh, now. Internet, it's internet. Don't hate right. on us now. We over here being here, great. Here. All right. Right. Um, but yeah, I was just ne- needing help from them. And yeah. uh, looking back, I can see how that definitely could have hurt because now they had to shift mm-hmm. and move things um, from probably their plans to be able to help and assist. Yeah. Because uh, they, they definitely want to be supportive. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they and they were they were definitely mm-hmm. supportive throughout throughout the whole journey, even me, mm. even the wedding and everything. Um, I know sometimes some parents can be very <laughs> like, if I don't, no, that's I your agree, thing. I'm not going. Yep. That's your thing. And you right. you did this. You made it. You know, like you go figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they were definitely supportive and and everything. Mm. Um, and so I I know that definitely shifted things. Mm. Um, and then it's still, we're still kind of, we're still working through all of it. Nice. It's still a lot. Yeah. Um, we're, and we're yeah. kind of working through it. Yeah. Um, so then um, <laughs> to the point of boom, you all get married at 20 after finding out you all have a son and, yeah. um, how long were you all married? Let's, let's start there. We were married four, four and a half years. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so then when the separation took place, how did that affect you as a man? How did that affect you as an individual? Because there could be others, right? But even to like helping us to understand where you were at that point, but not only just at that point, how you were able to get out of that point, but then even to to put us in a space of where you were, how many kids did you all have? You were what, 24 years old and had to come to this realization that what I thought was forever 
was actually wasn't. This was a temporary occasion, you know, some would say. And um, like how, where were you mentally and how did you overcome? Yeah, so I, at the time we had four kids. Mm. Um, our youngest, which were twins, were uh, just about one one years old at that time, I believe. Mm. Um, yeah, it was just shortly after their one uh, one year old birthday. Um, wow. But at the at the time, which I, I guess that first probably the first year, it was more so about trying to figure out how to make it not just make it work but try to honestly try to get get her back right like it, it was uh, more okay. of those like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm seeking god trying to figure out things mm-hmm. uh, i'm reading all different type of examples in the bible trying to just mm-hmm. figure stuff out um and then but then i came to the to the realization like oh no this is this is this is it like this is it this is mm-hmm. what it is um and then at that at that moment you know, once I started to let it sink in, mm-hmm. that's when, honestly, that's when, like, depression kicked in. Because mm. um, even as you're talking, right, there's a key point that if you weren't listening, you might have missed it. However, this separation occurred not because you wanted it or because of what something that you may have done, which is usually the case in right. marriages, right? The man does the thing and then the woman goes. However, no, she acts for this and therefore you all did this and to even from there it was like no like a year on I'm gonna try to get her back my goal is to get her back I'm reading things I'm praying and all those things to the point of realization that no this is not gonna be and now you're saying you were at a point of depression and such 